Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host, Frank Turner. And on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our heavenly father. On today's episode, we'll be talking to a comedian and creative media director for WBGR-TV and radio, Koi Lassone. Then, we'll be looking at how Walmart and Sands plan to use the blockchain to track food safety. Before, but before we get into all that, we're going to pause a moment for a word from one of our sponsors in our intro. See you on the other side of the break. Everybody listen up, I'ma let you know That it's all about Christ over crypto You should invest but still be responsible And remember that it's Christ over crypto Yeah, and money shouldn't be your master Verse 24, Matthew the 6th chapter Serving God is the only thing that I'm after Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me Use my resources to build up a legacy I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70 Christ over crypto, and it's really Helping me, yeah. Christ over crypto. Come on, hey. Christ over crypto, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitcoin Legendary. New to cryptocurrency? Curious on how to buy and sell Bitcoin? Visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of Bitcoin Legendary. This ebook gives you a step by step guide on how to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely. Our next guest is a man of many talents. He's an international comedian who's opened up for the likes of Chris Tucker and Aretha Franklin. He's also performed for U.S. troops overseas. Right now, he's serving as the social media TV creative director for WBGR TV Network. Welcome to the show, Mr. Coy Lassone. Hello, and thank you for having me. Man, thank you for coming on. Um, like I said, uh, definitely just appreciate you taking the time out, uh, you know, coming on the show. Um, you know, we're going to head right into the interview and not waste any time. Um, it's Christ over crypto, huh? It is. It is Christ over crypto. Um, and one of the things I wanted to ask you, I, I know you, you. they say you're a social media director for WBGR Network. Just before we get into what you do in that role, how did you get into the the TV slash radio media business? Um, when when did you know that, man, I have a gift and I can do this? Uh, specifically, what, what, what's that? How I got into it, the video media stuff? Yeah, how did you get into, you know, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I, I kind of think it's all together. You're, you're in the entertainment industry, I think, as a whole. You're an entertainer, so speaking, and, and you do obviously have some, uh, we'll get into some of the business stuff you're doing, but just how did you know at an early age, like, man, you know what, this is something I want to pursue? Uh, you know, I was one of those kids that, you know, I, I, I grew up as the only child, right? So I was the type of kid, I love playing with cars. I love playing with toys and all that stuff. I had, I had, you know, the GI Joe. I had the Transformers. I had the, the Hot Wheel cars. But I would play with them, not rough. I didn't play with them rough at all. I had my my toys were always in good condition, but I would play with them in a like in a movie scene. You know what I'm saying? 
So I would play with them like in a movie scene because I enjoyed going to the movies. Even when I would go to the movies, I would come back home and I would draw pictures of the movies that I would that I saw. You know what I mean? The characters that I would saw that I would you know have seen. I would draw pictures of those. So when I play with my toys, I almost made it into like a director's role. You know, so any child or any other kid, whether it was a cousin or a friend that would play with my toys, I would direct them and say, no, the car isn't supposed to flip like that. The car is supposed to flip like this. <laughs> so when I, when I would, you know, play with the toys, with, when other people would play with me, I would always direct them on how they should play with the toys. They don't, you know, this is, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have this and that and, 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 uh, and, you know, Bumblebee's going to come over here and he's going to transform, and then and then you're going to bring the G.I. Joe around because now it's G.I. Joe versus the Matchbox car that's going to now be launched into, you know, you know. So that that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that kind of started from that point on, man. I just always had it in my head to to create short films and movies. I just always I've always had that desire, man. Wow. I mean, that, that's a great illustration, just thinking about young, a young kid and playing with toys. And, and, and you mentioned something very interesting, how, we, how you know, many kids play with toys. You know, I had Transformers growing up and, and G.I. Joe's as well. Um, I don't ever remember uh, directing a scene, uh, so to speak, but I, I think that's, that's a great... It's, it's very interesting how God uh, sometimes puts, puts a calling on us very early and it manifests itself even as a child playing with with toys so i find that they're very interesting and i think that's something that as parents you know we can look at sometimes we look at our kids and how they're playing and maybe it's we don't even know if it's a manifestation of something that's going to come later so that was uh very uh interesting so um so you're playing with your toys you're directing your toys um at what point did you get your first real i guess exposure or taste to something that was really like hey Somebody recognized what you did, recognized your talent, and you kind of started moving into this uh, entertainment uh, business industry. Um, you know, it's. I don't think anybody really recognized it. I think my mother might have recognized it because I, I used to like writing short stories, and that was the big thing. Is I, I was I was like I was a type that would like to write these different stories, man, and I would have so many different stories, you know, and uh, I would just always imagine them being that type of director, director piece, you know, so I think, I think a, a few people might have caught it, uh, they might have seen it, and then when I finally got a camera in my hand, then I was able to really do some things, and then that really was like oh okay this this brother he might have something here so um you know it's just something that it really wasn't and I, I always try to encourage parents to not always think that their kid is supposed to go to college but to really find out to really pay attention and see where exactly do they thrive at you know what I'm saying and, and try to really encourage them to go in that direction you know, I know it's important to get a job and a career, but, you know, what is it that, that you see as a parent or you see as a as a big brother or as a cousin 
that you're noticing and say, oh, man, I, I see something. You know, you just got to be very observant and say, you know, what? That, that's really interesting that that person is is really helping out a lot. You know, they, they, they saw the light was out and now they all of a sudden got a flash. So that person could act, you know, that could be into production, could be a producer because they're the, they're a brain, you know, they're, they're actually solving problems and that's important in production. Man, we're here with international comedian and uh, social media uh, director and, t- and producer for WBGR Network, uh, Coy Lassone. Thank you um, again for sharing that. I mean, I think it's very interesting what you said about people around you, um, older people, parents, brothers, sisters, cousins. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about in Christ Over Crypto is we talk about stewardship. And, you know, sometimes we talk about finances and money. But I think what you brought up is a very good point is, you know, the stewardship of um, the resources around us. And that could be, like you said, children and, and understanding what their gifts are and helping them get to that that right place. You know, sometimes, you know, we get caught up in, the, as you say, going to college or getting that education so you can get that, that job. But, um, you know, sometimes our calling is not necessarily the standard, you know, go to you know college four years and then get a job. And, and I, I applaud you for saying that because I think too many times we, we have people who are misplaced in careers and in jobs and they're, and they're miserable and they don't know why. And so I find that very interesting to say that. So um, along that line, were you formally you know, as far as, you know, obviously your roles now, were you formally educated? Like you, you mentioned college. Did you attend college or, or what was your educational um, background uh, getting into this? I mean, I went to college. You know, I got a degree and um, I got a bachelor's degree. So uh, in communication. So I know we did we did some student films and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I was, it was like me and another brother that were kind of like going hard. You know, we would go all out. And I would see him go all out, so I would go all out. But my stuff would be comedy, over-the-top comedy. You know what I'm saying? I did do a short about the end times where we were able to use a, a real Army helicopter. Uh, but luckily, it was it was uh, like a carnival. <laughs> It was like a festival day, so anybody could get in that helicopter. But, you know, people watching the film didn't know that. So, mm. of course, they were like, man, how'd you get that? You know, so when the helicopters took off, we got the B-roll. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I, I was happy to get that. But we went all out, man. I mean, people do real simple films. We went all out. We just we just feel like, you know, if we're going to do a comedy, let's make it over the top funny and uh it absolutely was and we we traveled i i traveled all the way from new york to vegas getting b-roll footage so it was it was pretty brilliant pretty brilliant piece of work so that's my education wow and for those who are uninitiated or maybe a little uneducated as far as the uh, tv you mentioned you mentioned the b-roll a couple of times what exactly uh, does that mean in terms of uh you know shooting uh a, a film or a movie it's, I mean, B-roll is, B-roll footage is, there's no dialogue or anything. It's just, it kind of captures, it fills in, it's, it fills in the space. So it's like, it kind of captures something that you necessarily want to 
kind of throw in there to tra- to make a smooth transition into another scene. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. So, so that's kind of an, maybe an essential part of making a really solid film, I guess, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's B-roll footage in anything, even TV, mm. you know, TV series, news, news programs, yeah, sports programs, it's always B-roll footage. Okay, so let's, let's talk now, present day, you're at, you're at WBGR, your social media uh, director there, you're also the producer, what does a day in the life uh, entail for you, and, and, what, um, and what kind of programs are you in charge of right now? Uh, well, you know, a lot of people come to WBGR looking for a show. And it's a platform that people can have their own show on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook as well as uh, Roku, Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. And some folks are looking for some, looking for a platform to say what they want to say. But maybe they don't always know what to say. Maybe they don't know. They know they want their own show. They know they have something on their chest they want to get off. They know that there's a platform that we can give them. But what are they? what's their show going to be based upon? So that's where I come in at. I give them ideas for their show. I give them ideas on who their guest should be. I give them ideas in terms of what their topic should be. I'll, you know, if they need some guests, I know people that can help them as far as get their word out. So I'm... I'm that creative director in that sense, and I try to I try to help people the best way I can to really make their show the the best that it can be. That's great. That's great. Um, so you know, obviously, uh, you have some programming on WBGR. What are some of the uh, programs you're on, and how can people uh, watch and follow some of what you're talking about currently? I have a program right now that uh, I'm a part of. Well, actually, I'm on two programs. I'm on the Sports Network, and you can go to WBGR Sports Network on Facebook, or you can go to Punches, Kicks, and Giggles. It's a show that WBGR is in production of. It's a boxing show, so if you're into boxing, I'm on the. I'm a host on that program. I'm also on another show that I just started called I Am Not Your Enemy, and that comes on 8.30 on WBGR Entertainment Network, and that's 8.30 on Mondays, Eastern Time, and that show is basically about, you know, making relationships look more positive than what they really are uh you know relationships get such a bad rep marriage gets such a bad rep um so we're trying to really give real good solutions for people who are looking to get married for people who are married people who are single we have solutions for them so it's good solutions it's not just why do all men cheat i mean we don't we don't deal with that foolishness we actually come up with real positive images of people who are in those relationships. We interview people in those relationships, and uh, that's what we do on uh, WBGR Entertainment Network. On WBGR YouTube channel, I have another show 
that's all about breakfast, and that show is called The Breakfast Mojo, and that's when I go around to different establishments, and I try their new breakfast menu, and I try to see what's hot on their breakfast menu. Whether I like it or not, I'm going to give my honest opinion, and I'll even go to people's houses and knock on their door early in the morning and say, what are you having for breakfast? And uh, they'll they'll invite me in and they'll cook cook breakfast and tell me what they're going to have and I'm going to be over their shoulder watching how they do it and then we're going to sit down and eat it. Wow, I mean that, that that's a very interesting concept, breakfast mojo. Uh, we're listening. We're the here bre- talking. <laughs> we're talking with Coy Lasson, uh, t- social media director and producer for WBGR Network. Uh, you can listen to this interview or any other interview on iTunes. Uh, just look for Christ Over Crypto. You can find us there. Also, check out our YouTube channel for exclusive interviews like this, as well as other content. Um, man, that, that is a lot of stuff you're doing and you're into. I'm, I'm very, very impressed. Um, so, I guess, right now, you've got a lot of things going on. But, but I always you know, kind of ask people, you know, five years from now, what is the vision for Coil of Stone? Like, are you still going to be doing this, or is there some grander thing that all these shows is leading you towards? Are you gonna? Is there something else you want to be directing or doing, or is this kind of where you think you should be? I mean, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen in five years, but I would like to be in charge of producing maybe a TV series on the uh, WBGR TV network or I would like to be picked up from one of these shows that I do and doing maybe doing a national syndicated show on regular cable network you know what I'm saying so I'm open for that um, you know as you know I, I do stand up comedy so uh, I'm I'm looking to do I mean, it's it's whatever comes first, you know, whether it's something that I can be creative and producing or being in front of the camera, being a host of a show or doing stand-up comedy. I'm open to whatever happens first. I mean, it's all good. Very good, very good. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here. Just a couple more questions for you. Um, you mentioned, you know, you start, you start off the interview with a great, great um, illustration of how you got started, you know, just playing with your toys, directing them, directing your friends. I mean, just really good stuff. How do you, what would your advice be to youngsters, young, young ladies, young men out there who are trying to get into this type of uh, path? What is, what is the right way for them to get into it? Uh, what would you recommend for them? I mean, it's a different game now. You know what I'm saying? There's really nothing I would have to say to recommend them to do anything because they're already doing it from what I see. You know what I'm saying? If they want to be a stand-up comic, you know, you definitely got to have material and you got to get on stage. But see, it's such a different game, Frank, that we're in because people are being funny without having to be on stage and they've got thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that's watching them so they can actually go on tour and put on a show. I'm just concerned about the people that that are not going to really get their money's worth because the people that's doing it, they're not really stand-up comedians. So I think everybody is 
all the young folks out there who is involved in this thing, look, the woman that's, the young person that's doing my breakfast mojo, she's a student. You know what I'm saying? And she's doing it on her phone. And she's editing it on her phone. So there's, there's all sorts of things that these young folks are doing. So the only advice I would the only advice I would tell them is is to um, you know don't overwhelm yourself with with attention. You know, what I mean, I think some of some of them are so attention hungry that they need. It's like they 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 can't survive without getting a certain amount of likes. You know what I'm saying? They can't really thrive because you know they've lost the friends or they've lost a couple of people now some people are chatting with them and they're not really getting the momentum that they used to have or maybe they are it's like you can't put all your all into social media you got to understand that you have a real life and there's real people around you that you can talk to that you can touch so don't get so wrapped into into people out in social media world because once you're gone, guess what? They're going to move on to something else. And you don't know all those people. So just do what you can and, and get it done. But don't allow this stuff to, to consume you and make you make you something that you're really not. Does that make sense? No, that's that's some sage advice. Definitely, um, I think what you're saying is the barrier to, the barrier to entry for you know this type of stuff is is really no no barrier to entry you, if you have a smartphone and you have the ability to do you know do a little bit of you know basic editing you have a personality you can be you know in front of hundreds of thousands of people but with that comes the cost of you know balancing that with your real life whereas where people might have worked years to do kind of what you're doing now they can attain it instantly but yet it leaves them still feeling empty when they don't have connection with real people so that's a very real um situation i I think that was very eloquently uh put so definitely uh thank you for sharing that i never really thought of that perspective before and i got one more thing i want to say i want to give a big plug in i know uh you've helped me with this i am uh, um relationship piece that I'm working on now too as far as comedy I'm pushing a niche that is I'm basically now become a nice guy's advocate so with that being said I'm doing a lot of comedy dealing with relationships that is absolutely hilarious I just did a single woman's conference and uh, that was I tell you that was one of the best crowds I've had in a very long time I mean they were just they were on point everything I said to these women about relationships. They loved it. They thought it was absolutely funny. So I'm just putting a word out there for all the nice guys. Look, you guys are the best. Y'all might be a little awkward, but that's okay. I'm definitely going to represent you, and I'm going to get the word out to say, you know what, don't pass up on these dudes because they're good dudes, you know, because we're going to save a lot of women out there from going through a whole heck of a lot of therapy. Hey, that's what's up. The nice guy, nice guy advocate. I, I like that. Um, man, thank you, man. You've, you've, man. Um, real quick, just recap how our, uh, the listeners can uh, get in, I guess, uh, just see some of your stuff. I know you gave a lot of stuff at the beginning, but just a quick summary of how they can uh, connect with you. Yeah, you can connect with me on Facebook, Comedian Coy on my Facebook page 
Uh, just send me a message and say, hey, I heard you on the on the uh, the podcast at Christ Over Crypto, and uh, I'll like you as a friend. Or you can uh, go to my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. It's Coy Lasson, C-O-Y-L-A-S-O-N-E, and uh, that's a YouTube channel. So, um... I'm gonna be putting some some Breakfast Mojo episodes up there, so you want to check it out. Definitely, definitely, man. Thank you so much for just coming on and sharing such great insight, man. God, God bless you, and and as you go and move forward, um, like I said, just thank you for the time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That was that was Coy Lasson. So, Coy, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me, man. I really enjoyed that interview. I hope you did too. Uh, Coy is such a, a, an interesting, uh, amazing guy. Just just hearing the way he grew up, uh, just from playing with his toys, just to the vision he has now with the Nice Guy Advocate. I think um, it's it's a great, great, um, just a great journey that he's on, and we wish him well um, in all that he's doing. So definitely hope you enjoyed that. Definitely check him out. WBGR. TV, check out uh, his shows, Not Your Enemy, um, as well. And, and like I said, you can follow him. You can, there's actually the app they have, WBGR, I think TV. You can download that and see um, how to how to keep up with him from there. Um, next, we're going to have uh, part of my fiat segment. We're going to talk a little bit about how Sam's and Walmart use the blockchain to track food safety because it's it's a bigger issue than you think. Do you realize that one in six people in the U.S. are at risk or get sick? in a foodborne illness every year. So it's an amazing um, thing that they're doing here. So I hope you are interested um, or find it interesting uh, what they're doing with technology. See you on the other side of the break. Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fiat. I only speak crypto. Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. All right, all right. Welcome to the Part of My Fiat segment. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I want to encourage you, uh, before you listen, to go to shop.christovercrypto.com to check out all the cool, all the cool merchandise. We got some new shirts um, to show your good stewardship of the kingdom or just some fly stuff to show you're down with crypto. So whatever you like. We even got kid sizes too. Definitely check out uh, shop.christovercrypto.com. And check out the merchandise there. Um, one of the things I want to talk about today is a very interesting topic. Um, you may have seen it on. It came. The segment's been on, been around for a few days, or maybe in a few weeks. But uh, it came on. Segment came on Vice News. Um, it's also been um, in different media outlets as well. Which is uh, reports that Walmart and Sam's are using the blockchain for. Or they're going to use the blockchain for food product. Um, delivery or, or not really delivery but tracking and so that was very interesting because at first I was like okay how does the blockchain work how would it work for food um, you know tracking and, and how would it be valuable so before I get into what they explain the solution for those of you who are not familiar with the blockchain the blockchain is an immutable public ledger that keeps um, a record of all transactions that have happened from the origin point of 
say in this case, if, if it's Bitcoin, it'll be the origin, the, the coins creation and everybody who's ever um, owned it. So you'll have so it'll have all the signatures of all the keys. And and so all that will be part of the blockchain as, as the as the different coins get passed on. So as an anal anal analogous relationship with food tracking, you would have, in essence, a way to have an origin point for when, say, a certain food product, uh, you know, say a meat product, uh, where it was the origin of it, what farm it came from, uh, you know, when it was slaughtered, um, how it was, you know, slaughtered, you know, what, you know, the diet, all those things about it uploaded at the origin point. And, and, and at that point, it would be tracked through the system so that when maybe it got to another country or, you know, different places as things are getting exported to different places, you would be able to go have that origin point. Um, and the reason why that's important is a lot of companies nowadays, you'd, you'd be very, very surprised in how they track food uh, sourcing. They actually some a lot of some places actually still use paper, but but but. Um, a lot of um, companies use what you call closed databases, meaning that there's a database that you know could be an access database that they're using to record, um, you know, the the products, and then those things could be corrupted. They're not, they're basically not managed at a level where people can go back and really say for, for sure that the the information is correct. So, what a blockchain or a blockchain technology would do is give you the public. Um, how would you say the the it's not anonymous right so you have to log in and you, and you do this and you, and you put your initial um, you know log for the food and then from there it gets tracked so um, as an example Frankie Giannis who was the president of food safety vice president of food safety for Walmart he actually talked about um, how much faster they could find a food source problem. He, 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 in an example he gave, he said he went to his team and he gave them a box of mangoes or, or a, uh, you know, a container of sliced mangoes and said, find the source. It took them almost seven days to find the source of those mangoes. That means that if those mangoes had been making people sick or people becoming ill um, or even worse, it would have taken them seven days to find out where it came from. Um, meanwhile, they would have maybe had to recall all the mangoes, and then even people who, even companies who were not affected, they would have their products pulled also. So, as an as a as a contrast, using the new blockchain technology, he was able to find the source of that ma same mango in 2.2 seconds once the origin was wired up correctly. Now, obviously, you'd have questions and say, "Well, sounds like a good idea, Frank, but what if the people at the point of origin don't put in the right information or they mess up?" Well, that that goes back to my point again. It's not anonymous. These people are, you know, there there is accountability for the for the initial, um, you know, the initial entry. So once you know, it, let's say for example, uh, a pig gets entered into the system, the slaughter, the the date of birth, all those things about the pig, all the shots the pig had, all those things would be on record and they wouldn't be able to be changed um, once once they're in the ledger. And, and that's the whole point of this is to have more accountability and be able to go back and track the problems. And so it's a very interesting technology. And I think that is what gives you, um, you know, we talk about investing here, crisis or crypto, that kind of thing. But that's why when people are worried about the price of Bitcoin, I say that's not really the point. The, the the main thing to look at is what are the what are the applications of the technology around it. And I think when people look at the blockchain, they think 
you know, what is it really and what does it mean? I think the idea at, a le at the level of having an immutable public ledger that's not based on trust, but based on verification of everybody else who's putting things in the system, as, as, and that, that becomes its own um, source of, ver um, how would you say, viability. Um, so, you know, I just, I just wanted to share that. I think it's a very interesting story. Um, and it just shows some of the different applications of the blockchain, and it may give you an idea of, of where the technology is and, and how and, and how it's at its infancy and, and I'm telling you now that's why I'm, I'm so big on advocating people to be educated on the cryptocurrency and understand you know what they should do and where they should be doing so um, again you can check out our um, free ebook uh, ebook.christovercrypto.com and you can download that free ebook and get a, a deep dive into cryptocurrency find out if it's right for you find out how to invest in it so all those things are, are there for you so um, like I said, I just wanted to uh, give you guys that. Hopefully you found that interesting. I certainly did. Um, uh, thank you for listening. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys again soon on another part of my fiat. Hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. I had a lot of fun uh, recording it. Shout out again to Koi Lasson. Definitely check him out. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on WBGR TV Network. Uh, thanks again, man, for coming on. That was an awesome interview. Um, just want to thank all the listeners out there. People who are supporting the show, definitely continue to listen, continue to subscribe, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe um, to the podcast, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, you'll get all the latest news and updates. Also, check out our shop. Get the fresh gear, Christ Over Crypto, shop.christovercrypto.com. In addition, check out our generosity page where we help those who are in need. That is always a big thing I like to do, so definitely check that out as well. So just want to thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. On another Christ over crypto. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you could ever make, and that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you know, maybe maybe you're never gone to church. Maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally. Or maybe you've been walking with God, you and you've fallen away, and you and you want to make sure that. You, you start walking back with him again, I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I am trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my Savior, and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You've started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to, to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hans Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.